0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Luke Kidgel Hour. Hey, how you going? I'm your host, Luke Kidgel. Just imagine if I wasn't Luke Kidgel. <laughs> who's that? Why is it called the? You know. Hope you're all so doing deep. well. Hope you've had a good. Week. Hey, great to be back. It's good. Good to be back. The camera's not straight, but that's okay. It's okay, Reese. We're, we're all learning, yep. aren't we? Um, sorry about my work experience, kid Reese, who I employ full-time. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't respond well to criticism. <laughs> um, today, we have one hour of content planned, but... <laughs> Just in case we don't, what is our safety net this week, Reese? Was it the hippo eating the we watermelon? Have hippo eating a watermelon video ready to slot in at any second. But first, we must start the hour. Uh, this one was sent in by two people. Was it Tom and Nick? Tom and Nick, yes. Tom and Nick. Okay, both sent in. Oh god, oh, god, oh no! I've lost me sounds. God, I just want to start the hour. The hour hasn't even started. Oh, can we include this in the time, please? (laughs) (laughs) Music, music, sounds, sounds, sound. Oh, my God, sounds. All right. That was smooth. This one, are you ready to... Do you have the buzzer? Yeah. Okay, great. This one was sent in by Tom and Nick to start the hour. (coughs) Pingu. Very nostalgic sound for people my age. I feel like... Maybe some if there was some young people listening, you wouldn't understand what Pingu is. You wouldn't have seen Pingu get domestically assaulted by his father in an igloo on TV. There was an episode that aired where he just flipped onto his belly and he was being a naughty Pingu and he slapped the shit out of his butt. Um, This is a real thing that aired on ABC Kids. They couldn't air that, man. PC gone mad. What, they don't air Penguin Assault anymore? Bullshit. You know, I actually should have never aired that in a kid's oh. show. Yeah. That would have been like, if B1 one day just beat the shit out of B2. Yeah. Just like, you're being a naughty banana. You know, like, she chucks him down the stairs. Yeah. Just fucking puts him in a blender and make him, <laughs> makes him into a milkshake. <laughs> um, so, yeah, guys, welcome back. Hope you're hope you well. Uh, it's the final week of the Comedy Festival. And holy doly, I'm very excited to announce that all my shows are sold out in Melbourne. Do you know how cool that is? It's been my dream since I was a wee boy, since I was about 18 and decided to do comedy. Um, and it's very cool, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate all the love and everyone's... All the crowds have been so lovely. Uh, and, man, it's been so much fun doing shows every night. It's... Everything I wanted to do last year It was, you know It's one of those things Where you're like It's so exhausting While you're in it But then you take a step back Once in a while And you're like This is the coolest shit ever That people want to come (laughs) Come That people want to come It's just cool, man That people have a sexual drive Like that Yeah, you horny motherfuckers (sighs) That was a pretty bad attempt at comedy (laughs) You miss the shots you don't take And that was a flat out air ball Ladies and gentlemen But that's okay So Thanks for coming to my shows No one's come at my shows oh. <laughs> Which is great um, Or I don't know maybe, maybe they have I don't know Maybe, maybe there was a, a few chairs That were we had to mop up afterwards yeah. I did kill Now my problem is uh, it, The fire that I start Would have uh, dried up all the gum anyway <laughs> I've been on fire, ladies and gentlemen. I was wanted for killing last year. Still am, by the way. That warrant is still out. I will never tell you where I do this podcast from. All right? But, uh, you know, if they, especially if the cops are asking. But, uh, yeah, man, now I'm wanted for arson. It's bad. Because I just keep... I'm on fire, man. And, and as I said last week, my audience, clearly very flammable. They're on fire, too, as a crowd. Then the uh, foundations of the building just get lit up and... Uh, yeah, constant rebuilding that place. But I bring so much good energy and uh, currency to that bar that they rebuild every yep. day. So, Because you guys are alcoholics and drink on a Tuesday, which I appreciate because bars and venues always love that. So thank you very much for being degenerates. Because uh, Lewis's venue complained. Uh, oh, really? he's like man like your audience doesn't drink like <laughs> the, he was his venue essentially came up to him and were like can you stop pandering to nerds because <laughs> they don't give us business at all yeah. um and then lewis was like oh yeah so it'd be great if you guys went to the bar and supported the venue and like three people got up to buy a sprite <laughs> <You know? laughs> my venue I'm like is anyone drinking on a Wednesday and half the crowd's like (laughs) (laughs) just like dribbling on themselves just like vehicle kids like I didn't even know it was a Wednesday (laughs) Um, so it's sick man it's always so much fun like I, I always get maybe it's in my own head I like do a show on a Monday I'm like oh this might be weird doing comedy on a Monday and then you get on stage, and everyone's like, yeah. just forgets that they have responsibilities tomorrow. And they're just like, fuck Yeah, it went man. off last night
1: for a Monday. It
0: was great, man. Last night, thank God it went off. I had four hours sleep the night before. I was lying on the stage for 20 minutes before the crowd got you let did, in. You did sound check. You're lying on the stage, just yelling into the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Not one of my proudest moments, like we need to do a sound check. And I was like, I was like lying in the stage. I was like, Meg, passed me the microphone. And I was like lying in the ground like, doing the sound test. I'm having a breakdown. Woo. And then the security guard came in and I think he just thought I was like overdosing on the ground. I was like, he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I just OD'd on life. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been living the last three weeks and uh, my liver's been living as well. So, uh, no, nah, I haven't been drinking too much like during the festival because that's like a really bad habit to get into when you're doing shows every night. But because I do have friends come a lot of the time, so like often I'll just grab one or two drinks with them like maybe two or three nights a week after a show. And, um, man, $6 Captain Morgan's yeah. at the barbarat too. they're not going to drink themselves, <laughs> right? You're pretty much making money. I would say definitely making money. That's an investment. Then I'm not trying to spruik the venue here, but it's just such a good deal. I yeah. want to talk about it. <laughs> um, this is not paid advertising <laughs> at all, but get down to kicks in Melbourne. dude. They do $8.90 Palmers after 9pm. Oh, half Palmers, but they say half. And it's like, it's still, it's still like, you know, those pubs where you pay 25 bucks yeah. and the Palmers small as fuck. Yeah. And you go, what the hell? Yeah. It's that for $8.90.
1: Yeah. Eight dollar pints as well.
0: Yeah, eight dollar pints of like this beer. Like, like me and race keep going in there, <laughs> spending money, then coming out on top. We're just like, you know, profiting. So uh yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's an investment. If you're into investing, come down to my show and uh, get on it. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. I just got my funny bone on the chair. It's like the third time that's happened in podcast history. This chair is renowned for uh, destroying my elbows mid-episode. So, um yeah, guys, it's good fun. We've been seeing a few shows. Uh, Go see my friend Joseph Green. He's so funny, man. Uh, he's doing like, a pretty small venue, and he's like, oh, you may not know who he is, but I would always recommend... When you when an Adelaide Fringe or a Perth Fringe or wherever you are, if you're in over overseas or whatever, if a comedy festival ever comes to town, go see a couple of acts you know, and always go see just someone you've never heard of, because either way you'll get a great story out of it. You know what I mean? Like it'll either be horrific and they'll get naked. That's happened to Lewis before. Like he just went to see the show with his girlfriend, and he's like, oh, then she just got naked by the end of the show, and <laughs> and that's the arts, I guess. <laughs> you know, that's an arts festival, and and sometimes. You go see a show and it's incredible. So, uh, yeah, either way, I would recommend. Just going to see. Yeah, Joseph Green, he's so funny. Uh, There's a week left of the festival. So if you want to go see a show, I would recommend him. Funniest ending of a show I've ever seen. So, um, yeah, it's been a good week. Every ticket is sold. Oh, yeah, so we might be adding a new show because you guys are legends. And I've sold more tickets than I've ever sold uh, in Melbourne. So that is extremely cool. That's by, and like by heaps as well. So I don't know what's happening. It might might be TikTok. It might just be, you know, you. Got, I appreciate everyone who brings their friends word of mouth. It's so cool. So uh, yeah, the shows are still on sale. Uh, two weeks away, Adelaide. And we added 45 tickets more to every show. So I think there's still 100 tickets for all three shows across them still available. So Adelaide, come on down. I would love to see you there. would be great to sell those out. And um, Aubrey and Wagga after that. And then Geelong. We're hoping to add more seats in Geelong because of the venue capacity, but the venue is literally at a high school. I found <laughs> out. So we're trying to contact them. And then I was like, why aren't they replying? And then I realized it's school holidays. <laughs> so I don't know if I'll be able to get a reply until about a week before. So yeah, get on. There's only like eight tickets left to Geelong, but hopefully we'll add more. Anyway, so um, Loris, Yes. We haven't done this in a while. And I didn't think I'd ever do it again. And this sound effect has been sitting here for a while. But the time has come. Personal chicken vendettas. Or oh, fuck off your farm penguin. What are you going to do? Bite me foot? Can't fly. Egg. Farm penguin? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So um, I feel like that's not how a farm penguin would sound. It'd sound like, and it'd just be more like a, um, uh, a little more bogan, a little more ranchy, a ranch penguin. So, um, yeah, personal chicken vendettas. Now for those who are new, maybe confused at that opener. Like I don't remember this segment ever. It was a segment we did once, uh, quite a well-received segment, but as you can guess by the title, personal chicken vendettas, pretty niche. Not often do they come up, not often in life, uh, does a chicken ever personally attack you? But I feel personally attacked during the week. Now you're probably thinking, Luke, what, it, how you've been in the CBD every night? How on earth have you encountered a chicken that has personally violated you? Well, great question. Um, before we get into it though, we got it. We received an email update from the last personal chicken vendetta. From the original person who had the the chicken vendetta. Uh, Her name's Caitlin. Uh, She goes, Dearest Luke, and then in brackets, or just hi. So she went with both, but that's all right. Um, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm Caitlin. uh, The one with the original personal chicken vendetta. Um, I feel a bit rude because I never thanked you for turning my little spiel and how I don't like chickens into a segment. Um, Your song you made was a masterpiece. Thank you. I'm I'm aware. I'm I'm a talent. Um, I look back on it, and I actually can't remember one single chicken that started at all. Because I think I implied at the time, which chicken hurt you? Because yeah. she was so scared of chickens, Caitlin, that she just she couldn't deal with them. She reckoned she had a phobia of chickens, and I was, uh, and then she said most of my encounters with them, uh, they all just annoyed me because they're always just chasing uh, and pecking me for some weird reason. That it's not you. It's not you. Shouldn't feel personally attacked when. It's like feeling personally attacked when a dog barks at you. This is what they do. You know, like you just go, oh, barking dog, cool. You know, not like, oh, they don't like me. You know, a, a chicken will just chase you and peck. That's all they know, you know. Uh, so now I'm a runner. So it isn't that I don't like exercise Um But when it's this weird bird chasing me, I don't particularly enjoy it. By the way, every time she's written chasing, she's actually written the word casing. (laughs) So I assume she means chasing. But if she's being cased by a chicken, like shoved in a box (laughs) and then it locked up, I understand the phobia. Um, But yeah, so thanks for that update, Caitlin. So the update was essentially um, great opener and... I have no idea why <laughs> chicken scare me, but I have a personal chicken vendetta of my own. And send in your own if you have any. If you've ever had a personal chicken vendetta, um, I have one during the week, so I'm in the CBD now. Not known for its high chicken population, this uh, the city of Melbourne. But I went out for Chinese after the show, Chinese food, and I'm a basic boy so i decided to order some rice and a side of lemon chicken now when you order lemon chicken at any restaurant you expect it to be cooked yes it's a reasonable expectation you know i i didn't say oh raw lemon chicken um but this restaurant was you know late night chinese you're always running the risk it's you know, and and you know that going in, you know that you it's you pretty much sign your waiver. The agreement is you don't have to sign a waiver if you've heard the ding of the bell open when you walk in. That's the agreement. It's uh, from this point onwards, you are eating at your own risk. Particularly if if it's one a.m., one of those places where the the crayfish are just alive in the tank oh, yeah. next to you and they look sad. Like if you ever want to see a depressed crayfish go into any Chinese restaurant and it makes you feel miserable. It's a little too raw. You know, That like when you look the crayfish in the eye, you're like, I get vegans. I understand it. You know, because like it's it's like, it'd be, it's essentially, it's pretty fucked up. And it's like just, I wouldn't ever eat a steak in the abattoir. No. No. Like it was just why the drills going into the cow's brain. Like, oh <laughs> fuck, I'm starving. <laughs> Yummy. No way, that's fucked up, right? The, re- the only reason why us non-vegans will eat meat is because you just ignore that part, like we do with a lot of problems in our world, you know. So, um, anyway, that, that's well, that got miserable. Sorry, everyone, just <laughs> bummed out the mood there. you know what? Let's let's spice up the mood again. Sorry, I've just completely we've forgotten why we're even talking about. Okay. <laughs> Personal hey, we're back. chicken vendettas. or oh, fuck off you farm penguin. What are you going to do? Bite me foot? Can't fly. Egg. <laughs> Great. All right, we're back. We've <laughs> reset the energy. So, um, I get this lemon chicken served to me. Now, this could easily be a personal chef vendetta or a personal lemon vendetta <laughs> <laughs> or a personal rice vendetta. It wasn't. It was the chicken and... To be honest, I it knocked me around and I felt awful like on Sunday. And then I felt a bit run down Monday. I think I got food poisoning from that chicken. And I'm not going to blame the venue, right? Because I saw other people, right? It's just I saw other people also have to look fine. It was the chicken. I didn't really think this argument through. It's almost definitely the chef. <laughs> but, you know, maybe it was a personal... Fryer vendetta. Maybe. Maybe their fryer's fucked. Um either way, guys, I uh yeah. I don't want to get too graphic, but um the next morning, yeah. Our toilet cupped a beating, that's for sure. Don't blame me, toilet. <laughs> blame the chicken. Alright. So now my toilet has a personal Luke vendetta, <laughs> which is pretty annoying. So uh yeah, that's my personal chicken vendetta. I ate a raw chicken and I was so tired and hungry after the show that I just kept eating it and uh it was shit. Keelan was next to me eating it as well and he's like, This sucks and we both are just so stupid that we just like, Well, who cares? And then just like <laughs> kept shoving this raw meat into our mouths and uh yeah, Salmonella is 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 uh imminent at this point. <laughs> so good to good to finally uh vent um more like personal chicken vent dead it's that one just needed to get it out there guys i appreciate you listening so uh i'll be honest i kind of just wanted an excuse to play the opener again <laughs> and i got to play it twice so pretty happy with that uh a follow up from last week guys on the podcast we were talking about bad business slogans i feel that Business slow. Businesses are running out of ideas, and their slogans are getting worse. I feel like there was a glory period with great marketing teams uh, in the early 2000s uh, with some great slogans. You know, Clive Peters, E E Easy, absolute ripper. Yep. Doesn't sound hard at all. Going to Clive Peters. Still not sure what they sell, but I know it's going to be simple. And uh, what's another great slogan? There's um, don't drink and drive. You bloody idiot. That stuck around for years. Yep. You know, you wouldn't want to be a bloody idiot, would you? So that's why you don't get behind the wheel drunk. Um, I can't think of too many more slogans. Finger licking good. Finger licking good, yeah. Okay. KFC. Sure. I lick my fingers. Oh, it's greasy. That's why we all lick our fingers. It's not because we're like, mm, we need more of this shit. No one's licking their fingers going like, oh, get it all in me. <laughs> you know, that, that implies that they're also like licking the box <laughs> to get that extra 11 secret herbs. And they're not. It's because it's... KFC is fucking disgusting. Tastes delicious, but it's objectively greasy and gross, right? And no, no one's licking their fingers because it's that good. But anyway, a good slogan, I yep. think. It gets in your head. So uh, I saw a slogan for a local pub that was just a great place to be, and that was just disappointing because that could be really applied anywhere. Uh, and then I saw a ripper slogan for a poo truck. Uh, which if you don't know what a poo truck is, I think it was a business that uh, collected the poo from portable toilets and then took them elsewhere, wherever the poo needs to go. Uh, I think the sewer or the poo tip. Do they have landfill for poos?
1: There is a place, yeah. I think it's just called a sewer.
0: I think it's Werribee is what that place (laughs) is called. Um, So, yeah we got to, we got you guys to send in your slogans and I'll be honest, I was very impressed. I did a call out to marketing students or really anyone who wanted to have a crack. We got a few marketing students, uh, use it as a bit of extra curriculum, a little bit of practice for their degrees. Uh, so we got, as we said, give us a slogan for either the podcast, our podcast, the Luke Hour, or a slogan for this poo truck business because funny poo. Um, and this one came in from Declan. Uh, this was a poo truck slogan. I was a big fan of it. Uh, my town's poo truck. Oh, no, sorry. This was just an actual one. My town's poo truck logo is ass. Stands for Aussie septic solutions. Pretty good. <laughs> the ass <arse> truck. <laughs> I hoped it's shaped like a bum, if not waste an opportunity, <laughs> to be honest. And then when they dispose of it, have a big <laughs> hole at the back, <laughs> they just open it up and it all flies out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one is from Alex. It's a Luke Kidgel hour slogan. Could be the new official hour. We might have to do a vote during the week or something. Get your thoughts on it. This one I liked. Uh, the Luke Kidgel hour click, play, and waste away. <laughs> it implies that we're all dying slowly from boredom. A little bit offensive. Um, or it might target a new audience like the nursing home audience, you know, those people who are just waiting <laughs> for the end. That's really all nursing homes are. I mean, I've been there. My granddad was in one. It was grim, yeah. grim scenes. Uh, but yeah, click, play and waste away. Probably a better slogan for AM radio, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> 3RW should adopt that as the yeah. new slogan. <laughs> and up next, Bruce and John or whatever. <laughs> I forget who who the people are. Um, this one also comes in from Alex. Uh, Dunno about this one. It's a very confusing The Luke Kidgel hour, better than cooking flour. (laughs) You don't really cook flour. It's more of an ingredient. You never just like get a batch of flour and chuck it in the oven (laughs) and go, oh, we'll wait for that for, you know, 180, preheated, 20 minutes. We'll come back when it's done. Um, Yeah, I feel like there would have been a better rhyme there. You know, the Luke Kidgel hour, it gives your genitals power, you know? (laughs) If, if this makes you horny. <laughs> I don't know why it would, but it's up to you. Uh, but I just think, we, you know, better than cooking clam chowder. <laughs> is that a dish? I think so. Yeah, it's like an American thing, isn't it? Clam chowder. God. Why do I know what... Cl- <laughs> clam chowder is a thing, yeah? Yep. Okay, great. L- the, that's my one. The Luke Kijalow, better than cooking clam chowder. Why is it better? Because who the fuck knows what clam chowder is, to be honest. Um, is it a camera recording? Ah, yes, it is. Good. i just check now. Uh, this one comes in from Sam. It's a poo truck slogan. Um, I love it. He wasn't confident in it. He goes, I don't know about this one, but uh, my poo truck slogan is, we're the number one hit in removing your shit. <laughs> it's not great. You're right. <laughs> it's This one was better. Um, one of my favorite ones was from Ezra. Uh if Jim's poop accumulation services was ever a thing. He said, we're number one at collecting your number two. That is a legitimately great slogan. Ezra, if you're not doing marketing, time for a career change (laughs) champion. You have got it. Some people have just got it and that was great. That was was the one last week. The poo truck slogan was our business is your your business. business." Very clever, subtle poo joke but also professional. I also think this one's in the same realm of it's a little bit cheeky, but it's also professional. Yep. You know, they're using the uh, intelligent, to, like not the intelligent. They're using like the, the nicest way of saying poo number two, which is great. Why is it called number ones and number twos? I don't know. You know how like diarrhea is number three. Yeah. What's number four? <laughs> Come. Maybe. <laughs> Number four is just What is Number four might be like Constipation Oh man I'm doing a number four And then nothing happens <laughs> no. Yeah No that'd be a zero Yeah I was about to say That'd be a zero
1: Yeah yeah, nothing yeah.
0: Happens. yeah Well not even a zero Because a zero implies an open butthole It'd be a It'd be a one still Because it is a closed, <laughs> closed. but <laughs> <laughs> um, It'd be a full stop Yeah really. Um all right, we'll do a couple more. Uh this one came in from Nick. Um this is a Luke Kidgel hour slogan, and we'll do a vote on the Luke Kidgel hour ones. Uh this one, don't hate it. 80% content, 20% animal ASMR. (laughs) Accurate. Describes the podcast, and I think for new listeners, they'd be like, hey, I like content, and I don't mind some animals chewing foods that are quite often quite crunchy um like today's one if we if we run out of content we have a watermelon eating oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> not a watermelon eating a hippo or oh, that would be crazy yeah. though just some big watermelons <laughs> like oh, i could down a hippo uh a hippo eating a watermelon uh the luke kid i'm not sure who this one is from doesn't have you haven't included the name that's okay um The Luke Hidgel Hour, the only audio-based media that relies heavily on visual gags. (laughs) I don't think that will get a huge uh, return on investment, that marketing slogan. Uh, All this one. Come for the dick jokes. Stay for the somewhat insulting zingers made at the listener's expense. Oh, these are from Ezra. (laughs) Oh, these are all from Ezra. Okay, great. That was good. Yeah. I like that one. Also accurate. Um, come for the dick joke, stay for the somewhat insulting zingers. I mean, it's just because all I do is shows. So the only good stories I have is just me roasting people at shows. At shows this week, I've had a a real strong uh, turnout and an unlikely demo I never thought I'd hit. I've the. I've been hitting the son slash nan combo yeah. a lot. We've had a few sons, like 16, 17-year-olds with their nans in the front row. And I thought it was just a weird thing. And after, like, the third or fourth one I've had at the show, I've just been like, man, there's a lot of cool nans out there. It's cool to see nans just after the show cobbing some Well Gym merch and being like, like, this nan bought a Whitest Boy That Ever Lived t-shirt <laughs> um, after, yeah, after I do a joke about it in the show. It was, it was very funny. Um, so absolute legend. Thanks for bringing your nans. Uh, I would love to see a few more people bring their pa's. Yeah. I would love to see some granddads at the show. Often that, just, yep. no, always grandmas. You know, I'm just, I'm a hit with the ladies, you know, no matter what generation, mm. you know. I'm actually not really <laughs> too much of a hit with the ladies <laughs> at all. Mainly just the nan market. Again, nursing homes. She's click and play and she's wasting away. <laughs> she probably is a big fan of the Maybe podcast. you need like
1: a nursing home run tours oh <laughs> uh, that'd be
0: great i just hit every i did that um not with comedy when i was, was in high school i did italian in year nine and they forced us to go to a nursing home and sing italian songs and um, uh i it was optional and uh i i'm look i love old people but i also love days off school um and i went yeah. along. And didn't know the words because I didn't know how to speak Italian <laughs> at all. Um, I'm the least bilingual, bilingual person of all time. I, I learned Italian for nine years of my life. And I've talked about this on the show before. I, I came away knowing how to count to 10 and ciao. Oh, and dog is carne and cat is gatto. <laughs> and I actually don't think i understand <laughs> anything else. I think I can get, venti is 20. It's like undici, Oh no she's 13. Uno, due, dodoci? Dodoci. I know how to count to 20. Okay. And then it's like venti uno, venti. Okay. I think I know how to count. And yeah. Italian. <laughs> man, I'm... Okay. I take it back. I'm a genius. So, uh, yeah, I have performed in an old person's home before. And most of my shows this week were 1% nursing home. Yeah. In the audience anyway. It's such so weird, man. Like when half the crowd's like 16. I've been noticing that with my joke. Like I get like a lot of like... No, no, they're not 16. I, You know what my problem is? I'm, I am realize that's how old I'm getting. I look at like a 19-year-old now. I'm like, how old are you? Like nine? Yeah. They're like I'll be in the front row. I just like, are you boys in high school? They're like, no, we're third year of uni. We're 21. And I'll be like, oh. You guys like look young. Mm. But like maybe I just look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I feel like we look like 25-year-olds. Like you're 24. Yeah. Well, when did you birthday again? July. Yeah, you, I asked you that literally two yeah. days ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's the 4th of July. Fireworks. Great. Yeah. Right. Um. So uh. anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I don't know how old people are at all. I just I suck at guessing. I always get... I always call people um, mums who aren't mums. They're like 25. I'm yeah. like, oh, are you a mum? She's like, no. I'm like literally younger than you. I'm yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> but uh, I, I made such a because I, I, I I've been on a hot streak of hurting people's feelings <laughs> at shows, I tried to come in on the defensive last night with the nan, and I go, oh, mate, are you here with your mum? And I was thinking in my head, like, I'm assuming grandma, but if it's not, she's going to be very offended. Yeah. So I go, are you here with your mum? And he goes, no, it's my grandma. And I just went, oh, phew. Because I was about to say, mate, your mum is old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Man. She's ancient, <laughs> no. Nah, but she was uh, she was looking good for it for a grandma. Yeah. Good on her. What a legend! I was, you know, she actually could have been a mum. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyway, I should stop talking about grandmas. I'm just stoked that I've hit a new demo. Yeah. I think that's why I'm selling so well. You know, last year I wasn't hitting the nursing home <laughs> audience. I should put my flyers um just at old, like at bingo dens all around yeah. Australia. Uh, or just or just every Pokies in the in the northern suburbs. So, uh, guys, those are the slogans. We'll put them up. I think my favourites were uh, I like the um eighty percent um, content, twenty percent animal ASMR. Yeah. I also like click play and waste away. But let me know if you have any other slogans. Keep sending them in, and we'll decide on an official Luke Kidgel our podcast slogan during the week. Now, guys, I met a boo boo the other day. I, um, I'm a bit of a dick when it comes to, I hate getting random callers. I had a rant last week about this paintball company that kept texting me and I'm the same way about getting calls from a random number. You know, when you see that random yeah. number pop up and you're like, I don't, it's like a, the number always starts with eight. Yeah. I never pick up. No, I never, usually never pick up that. I don't know. I was just like bored the other day and we're at Richmond and... Now, I forgot at the time that I was waiting for a callback to organise my health fund, because I've. It's so weird. I'm twenty. It's such a weird thing. I just turned twenty five a couple of weeks back, and I still haven't organised my new health insurance. So I'm just getting running, running the risk. You know, if I die, I may be screwed, right? So anyway, I'm still kind of half, half-assed half trying to get that sorted, but I've been busy doing the shows. And I tried to call them the other day. I was on hold for ages. So then it comes up in the call. It's like, would you like a scheduled callback later today? And I was like, it's perfect. I don't have to stay on hold. Gave them my number, forgot about it. They didn't call me back on the day. And then four days later, I've completely forgotten about this health insurance thing. I get a call from a random number. I hear, I pick it up. Okay, and I hear that delay you hear. Yeah. And you like, you hear that, to do, and then it's like... Hello. And then I hear like people talking in the background at a call center. I thought the guy said something about like power or electricity or just some, one of those calls like trying to get you to switch to their shit. And I'm just always such a dick where they go, am I speaking to Luke? And i often just make a noise like, cause I was just like around Ruben and Keelan and Reese and stuff. And they're all watching me take a yeah. call. So I just went, <laughs> and then hung up the phone. <laughs> just did that. Made a weird noise, hung up. Then they called me again. 30 seconds later, and I was like, oh, fuck's sake, right? And then I get angry. I didn't pick up the second one. And then Devlin, who's kind of, you know, clearly smarter than me, he goes, what's the number, man? I'll Google it. because yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're probably trying to get onto you. And then I, he puts in the number and he goes, oh, it's, it's a health fund? And I go, oh, shit. And now I have to find a new health fund. Because I can't be like, oh, sorry. Yeah, the other day we tried to call you and you uh, had an orgasm (laughs) in the phone. And uh, then we heard some giggling in the background and then you hung up. (laughs) Then we tried to call you back 30 seconds later and you didn't pick up. (laughs) So, anyway, guys, I have to find a new health fund now, so that's sick. And maybe, maybe if I had a little more respect for other people, I wouldn't get myself in these situations. But also... Very annoying getting called by a stranger when you're doing stuff. And I was tired. This was when I'd had four hours sleep. Yeah. You know, this was just before the breakdown I had before the show. I can't believe I had a good show last night. I know that sounds awful, but like I felt so bad. It was like, I was sold out. Yeah. And I could not stand up to do the sound test. And I was thinking like the sound tech comes up to me and goes, Hey buddy, (laughs) are you ready for the show? and i was like do i fucking look ready <laughs> and then he just goes no and then to her credit the melania who's uh often works the door some nights of my show she uh she she has been on the bachelor in the past she's an absolute legend she was on lucky season i'll be honest don't remember her and i'm pretty sure i watched was that the season we reviewed on youtube yeah yeah <laughs> i don't remember i like you know she She's cool. I don't remember off the show, but she's lovely, right? She's so awesome. She came in and uh, she saw me laying on these seats. I made another makeshift bed with all the seats, pushed them all together, was laying there. And then I had my hoodie covering my face and I thought Meg was standing there. I felt a presence. You know when you feel someone near you when you're sleeping? Then I open one eye, I pull my hood up, open one eye, (laughs) she's standing over me like 30 centimeters away from her. She's like, Hey, big guy. And I was like, what the fuck? Right? And then she's like, come on, get up, get up. She forced me out of the chair. She's like, 10 star jumps, 10 star jumps. I was like, okay. And I was so tired. I couldn't think about it. I was like, one, two, I got to five. And I was like, I'm done. I'm tired. She's like, five more. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, whatever you say. <laughs> right? And then I did the star jumps. And I was like, okay, I think I'm ready. And they're like, all right, we're opening doors in 30 seconds. I was like, what? And then like we opened doors and I had a fucking great show. Yeah. If it wasn't for those star jumps, yeah. I think that could have been a disaster. Yeah. But uh, I'm feeling much better. I had like 12 hours of sleep last night and I'm feeling good again. But uh, yeah, man, I was on another planet beforehand. Yeah. You were concerned. You yeah, were... But I told you, be
1: optimistic, Will be good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bruce <laughs> is like, I think it's going to be good tonight. And I just look at him and I go, what did I say? Are you a dumb fuck? Something yeah, he's like, like that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, dude... <laughs> This is how much we're all this so tired. We've developed like our own language now where we don't say full sentences. So we had to go downstairs. So what we did, we filmed uh, some stuff with Darren Levy, who's like has a YouTube channel. He's uh, does those Uber rides on YouTube, right? Absolute legend. He's been on the Luke and Lewis a bunch of times. He's a good friend. And uh, we were filming this video with him. There was a bit of confusion. Reese thought he was driving us home or something. And um, So anyway Reese like has his bag And they're like Oh you just leave your bag in the car And he goes What And I explain it to him And he goes Okay cool And he puts his bag in the car And I go Dude how did you How did you not get what I was saying And he just goes Oh Um I Brain lack <laughs> And I go What And he goes I brain lack And I go You mean you lack brain And he goes Yes <laughs> I, la- I brain lack. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we all brain lack at this time of year yeah. during comedy festival. Uh, we lack cells, and that's okay. And we're trying and we're, we're pushing through. And the shows, despite the the lack brain, um, have been great. Yeah. you. There's one moment on stage last night where um, brain lack sh- shined yep. from my part. I was doing a joke. Right, And then 30 seconds later, I just said the same oh, yeah. joke again. I was just like doing a bit and I said one line and then I turned to do the other character in the joke and then I just repeated the same thing. Yeah, And the crowd just looked at me like, is his brain lack? <laughs> he has brain lack. Uh, and I was just like, and I just stopped myself and I go, Did I just repeat myself? And the whole crowd's like, yes. And I was like, fuck, I'm so sorry. But other than that, I feel like I held it together, you know? Uh, So it's going well, guys. It's so much fun. And uh, yeah, I cannot thank you guys enough. I know I've been like giving everyone a lot of shit about how weird the audience. I think it's just those first few weeks. It was a combination of me adjusting to crowds again in general because of COVID and stuff. And also a combination of adjusting, adjusting to how crowds have shifted. Like it's definitely changed. I've been speaking to a bunch of comedians about it and they're like, yeah, dude, it's the world's different now. And comedy will sadly never be the same completely. Like it's 90% the same, but it's never fully going to be the same just with, you know, not like woke culture and PC. I don't really hate, like, I kind of hate complaining about that. Cause it's sometimes I'm just like, Oh, it's not their fault. Like it's my responsibility. Just write a bit of joke. You know, like if they're not laughing, it's easy to be like, oh, they're fucking pussies or whatever. But sometimes I'll, I'm just like, all right, we'll try and make the joke better. And that's usually my attitude. But, man, there's sometimes where it's like I know a joke works. It used to work every time. you used to get applause, and now it just gets nothing. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is so weird. And um, <laughs> another weird moment happened, again, very Melbourne, uh, during the week. I mentioned the author of Lord of the Rings, and who's J.R. Tolkien. And that person's dead Yeah Right It's a very old book They've died And I go Oh yeah But they're dead Like Because it wouldn't have made sense If I didn't reference the fact that They were dead Because it I was saying like How they would have tweeted And obviously they can't Someone can't tweet something nowadays If they're not alive mm. and, I, and it wasn't a joke It was just like I just said Oh well obviously They're, they're no longer with us they're, they're dead But um And the whole crowd just went ooh. Oh, people like like had their face in their hands like oh. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what, what? I was like, what just happened? I was like, oh my god, did I say something? Like, did I just did I just kill someone? Oh, did I just snap someone's neck on stage? Yeah. Did I just like, you know, tell someone with brain damage that they should stop dribbling? Like people were looking at me like I just was I was the devil, and I was like, what the hell? And I was like, guys, it's fun, It's a fact. He is dead. Good to be back in Melbourne, though. Great. And the whole crowd was just like, oh, yeah, that was really dumb of us. Why did we get offended? That's like being like, yep. Yeah. <sighs> Henry the dead. And everyone's like, fuck. He is dead. Too- oh, my God. King Tut's dead, guys. The Egyptian pharaoh. The whole crowd's like, <gasps> how the fuck could he say that? <laughs> You state a fact in Melbourne, and everyone goes, "Don't know about that." That's a bit fa- that's a bit too far. Yeah. I mean, I could Google that and confirm it, but I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, it's just weird. It's just, I think a lot of people who see my shows, because I am quite a younger comedian, that it's these their first thing at comedy, and I guess, yeah, they think I'm joking about it. It's like, dude, not everything I say is a joke. Some it was just me just prefacing that that person is not alive, so therefore this part of the joke doesn't really make sense. Um, and you guys are weird, but that's okay, Yeah, and we all learn, and it was funny, I made it funny, and I abused some people who reacted <laughs> poorly to that, and that was funny, and it was good fun, Um, but also, sometimes you guys confuse me, just in general, and it confuses other people who have seen a lot of comedy, so yeah, yeah. watch older people who have been to comedy shows, being on comedy shows for years, and they'll look around at these, like, Eighteen-year-old kids who are like, you know, probably studying like fucking yeah. gender studies at La Trobe or whatever, you know, and they're just like, then they're sitting there, like, oh my god, that they, they look like they've yeah. seen a ghost when I
1: say that like someone's died. Yeah, because you probably have like a lot of your audience now who's come over from TikTok
0: and it's yeah, like exactly, and going to and, comedy. And TikTok is generally like if you've ever been on the app, it's like an echo chamber of like woke culture, and I get that's what they see, and often people come up to me and they go. I can't believe you can just like say all that stuff like you can just you can just say i'm like is it a joke and they go yeah <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> i'm like well i'm like actually not an asshole i'm actually one-on-one i'm a pretty nice guy and even not even that much of an asshole on stage usually but um anyway yeah some people are just are blown away they're like didn't know you could put words string words together in that order wild um, and yeah, other people have seen comedy, look at these 18 year olds and they just, yeah. I see them going, what just happened? You know what I mean? And I get older dads coming to me the show and goes, <laughs> and this dad came after me after the show. Doesn't it? And he just goes, mate, I thought, Joe, that show was fucking great. He goes, your audience, <clears throat> cowards. I thought it was fucking great, champ. <laughs> like, and it was yeah. just some old bloke who's, you know, clearly got, you know, like, I'm, I don't think we'd agree on everything either. But uh, it was just funny, man. So, yeah. Show's have been good though. Like, it's it's been surprisingly good, actually. Yeah. People like get it, I think 10 minutes in, like, ah, oh, okay, I can, I can laugh at this. This is cool. Um, so yeah, you guys have been fucking phenomenal. Thank you so much for coming out. I appreciate it. Um, there's more shows. Uh there's Sydney, Newcastle, Wollongong, Canberra. Aubrey Wogger And Adelaide is in two weeks And Geelong as well Deanna, I remembered them all And we're uh, organising Queensland and WA and stuff at the moment Cool So, guys We got an email uh, For those who might mar- Actually, you know what, let's let's do the Shred Zone Okay, yeah. guys, while well, well, I find the email You are now entering <laughs> the Shred Zone Gnarly Kickflip Ramp Tony Hawk Two adults desperately trying to relive their youth This is the Shred Zone. Zone, zone, zone. Cool echo. That is us. Two adults desperately trying to relive our youth. Now, for those who may not be up to date, Reese and I have bought skateboards. Full-grown adults buying skateboards and trying to replace some hole that was never completely full in our youth. Um, And it's been a lot of fun. It has been. I have a gripe with you. Okay. You leave your skateboard at my house. Yeah, I know. You never even shred anymore. I know. I just, just take it home with you. Like, yeah. you could shred to... We all shred at Richmond, and you often... Do you walk from the tram stop? Yeah, I walk from the tram stop, yeah. Fool. I know. Should we shredding? I know. I've, I been just, learning,
1: I've been letting you down with that, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you've been letting yourself yeah. down. Yeah. and the Shred community who listens mm. to this podcast. Uh, Tony Hawk, personally, he was offended. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Anyway, That's my crap en- Enough negative energy The Viewers want to take Your skateboard today And you know It's cause he never wants To take his skateboard On the train Cause when I took it home That night I, Someone looked at me And like smirked Cause it's got like yeah. It's pink with like Love hearts and shit on it You wanted the band Magera deck <laughs> Don't be ashamed of it, all right? You should be owning it. It should be like, yeah, brother. And if someone says do a kickflip, just proudly be like, I can't. Because <laughs> I'm learning. And that's okay. You have to start somewhere. Um, anyway, so this one came in from Darcy. So we've been talking about skateboarding a fair bit on the podcast. It's been in all the vlogs. Um, he goes, so we talk, We found this skate park. It's in St. Leonard's. We're going to head to it. Uh, we're going to day off when I do my Geelong show. And it's 20 minutes away from Geelong. So we're going to head there, have a shred on the, what we thought was the world's grimmest skate park. Mm. There is now a new contender in the mix. This one comes in from uh, Darcy. Uh, He goes, I'm not sure if it gets any worse than this man. Uh, This is a pretty fuck skate park. It's in Brunswick Heads, New South Wales. I reckon there should be a competition of who can find the most grim skate uh, park in a country town in Victoria. Oh, sorry, in Australia. And he sent pictures. I'm just looking at them now. Oh, my God. <laughs> for audio listeners, we'll put the pictures in for video and we'll post them during the week, I guess. That's not a skate park. Nah. That's a... That's a... a, a it's like a Some, old car park that's yeah. been grown over. There's weeds and grass growing through... The ra- there's not even calling that a ramp. It's there'd actually be better ramps in your local shopping centre yeah. car park. Yeah,
1: so it's like someone just dumped a bunch of concrete.
0: Some someone's poorly dumped concrete has forgot to smooth it out and has also forgot to make sure there were no cracks in the concrete where grass and stuff can go through. The fact that that's hilarious. That's grimmer than the Ooh, other one. Yeah, hundred percent. It's way worse. Um, so yeah, Darcy. That's the world's grimmest skate park. That's grimmer than anyone I've ever seen. We can do a vote actually on what's the grimmest skate park on yeah. the stories. Um, write that one down. Yeah. Otherwise we will forget immediately. Um, yeah, that, that can be Reese's responsibility during the week. Great. I gotcha. Look at me just offloading some of the some of the work here. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, that sucks. It's one of the worst skate parks I've seen. I can't even describe how bad that is. It just looks like someone, yeah, as you said, has poured concrete and then forgotten about yeah, it. Yeah. They've been like, uh oh. And then they would have remembered like a year later, like, oh, fuck, we never finished building that ramp. And that would just exists somewhere.
1: Yeah, that asphalt looks rough as well if you fall. Even
0: calling that asphalt is bad. That looks like fucking Mordor. Frodo and Sam would have had a easier time going through that skate park. Yeah. Oh, sorry, a harder time. Alright guys, um that's it for that. Okay, now I'm excited about this. Um Firstly, yeah. before we bring this up, actually, I'm gonna Did I talk about this last week? I forget. I think I'm we'll gonna talk about it in the next week's episode. Uh by the way, next week's podcast is gonna be with our very special guest, Jared Clifford. Now, you may not know who he is. He is a Australian Paralympian. Um and often I get it. You're like, oh I don't know the guests on the podcast so moment. Listen. I do that as well with a lot of podcasts. I would highly urge you to listen to this episode. It's A, he's fucking hilarious. Uh he's legally blind, so there's, this gets pretty funny. <laughs> and uh, we've been friends for years, so he's totally cool with like joking about it and he's such a great sport. And he's also like a massive inspiration with uh he's you know, has made the Paralympics, he's a world champion, he has four world records. He's beaten his own world record four times. He's honestly just like one of those human beings that make you feel like shit. So if you want to feel like garbage, um, listen to the next week's podcast and, uh, you'll listen to, don't worry. I bring him down to my level. It's all good. I bring him down to the stoop him to the level of this podcast. So definitely tune into next week's episode, uh, with Jared Clifford. And, uh, we did more than an hour. We did. It was that good of an episode. We just had to keep going. So, um, yeah, would listen to that. Yeah, Reese, how would you rate the episode out of uh, seven? Out of seven, I'll go a strong six. I was hoping you'd say a nine, but that's all right. It uh, was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a, a six point nine. Yeah, I think, um, and that's because I was there, so I ruined it. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was great. So the episode next week would highly recommend, even if you don't know who Jared is. He was also the fourth ever guest. of... this was the first ever guest of this podcast. So. Yeah. He was on the fourth episode, so it was good to have him back on, and uh, man, it was so funny, dude. He has some great stories, and um, just trust me. Just trust me, guys, and listen. So uh, anyway, what was I going to talk about? Oh, I forget. I talked about it briefly in Jared's episode, but dude, I'm sick of shitting in the dark. You've been sleeping over a couple nights. Have you done done a, a dark poo yet? I haven't done dark yet. Done dark way. Oh man, There's I haven't done no, yet. The light in our toilet is fucked, and you're probably thinking like, "Oh, look, just change the light bulb." I wish it was that simple, guys. It's not. Um, the light we we took the like the lampshade off, and it's just this like weird LED strips. And we're going to have to get Meg's brother-in-law, who's an electrician, to come in. But we're so busy and lazy that we haven't even contacted him about it. And it's been almost two weeks now of um, spooky poos. And I'm sick of it. I don't... This, you know... I I don't want to have a haunted poo. No. Pooing is way more grim in the dark. If you guys don't know. Like, try it this week. Get in there and just turn the light off. And you'll feel wrong. <laughs> you'll feel like this is everything wrong. I mean, it's like that feeling. I think, I don't know, this only happened once and it was, again, probably after, like, a hectic lemon lemon chicken at a late-night Chinese <laughs> restaurant. One time at the radio station, uh, I think I was doing some admin and stuff. I think the lights, the sensor on the lights, it was well known that it was a 10-minute sensor at the old radio station toilets. And uh, back in the Triple M Modern Digital days, uh, you know... Planning the show was overrated sometimes. So I was just like, oh man, I'll just go take a hectic dump. I often used to save my shits just for, just for, for work, you know, which is um, despicable behavior. But, you know, it was a bit of fun. And uh, one day, I'd be, I clearly used up my time more than 10 minutes. The lights went off. Oof. Right? And uh, then I was just, it was one of my first ever dark shits. You know, other than camping or something like that. Got a bit spooky? Oh yeah. Real spooky. Regretted it. And then uh someone else came in. Oh yeah. Nothing worse. Then they realise this person's been in here for over ten <laughs> minutes and this bloke's camping in here. So uh that's great. So that was a bit awkward. Had to like make eye uh, contact with one of the sales dudes, I'm like, yes, I just took a fourteen minute. <laughs> Whatever. Um so uh, anyway, so I'm sick of I'm sick of that, and I don't really have anything else to say other than no one. I wish that upon no one. Okay, no one should have to do their business in the dark. If we could think of more slogans, for maybe if anyone could come with a slogan for my uh, dark poos during the week, <laughs> that'd be great. You know, um, we're number one at doing a dark number poo. Two fuck <laughs> number poo. Great, I've hit a wall. We are—it's seven minutes to go, Reese. Yeah, and we are dangerously close. Yep. to hearing that hippo. Yeah, crunch on that watermelon. Actually, eight and a half. Okay, well, I've, I have one more bit of content. Yeah, it was discussed a couple of weeks back, and this is why—I think you've had more than enough time, but you say you need another <laughs> week. So on the way home from Ballarat and Shepparton, often the chat on the way home was like, Ruben and I will be going through notes about my show and like working on bits of stand-up because we're so busy doing podcasts of the week. The two-hour drive back at midnight was some of the only chances that I had to work on the show in the lead up to the comedy festival. So we were like, had our note, you know, Ruben had his notebook out and we were like, you know, running bits by each other for each other's sets. And then uh, Reese was kind of just sitting there quiet the whole time and I was like, oh, Reese, do you reckon like, yeah, because you're not, you, you, you're, you're one of those people, you have a good sense of humor, but you don't try and be funny. Like mm-hmm. you're never trying to, you, in a group situation, you won't try and like make people laugh. You don't need like the serotonin hit that no. I do. Like I need validation yeah. <laughs> once every like 30 seconds. I'm like, do people like me? Do people like me? Come on, come on, laugh. Right? You just like are very content and being like, oh, nice one. Oh, great. Yeah, You know, and happy taking a back seat. So I go to reason like, do you reckon you could do stand-up comedy? Like, do you reckon you could write a funny joke? Because some people actually don't know how you write a joke. Like, a lot of people come up to me and they go, I don't know how you do it. Like, yeah. how do you just write a setup? And then it's like, they don't even, like, some people probably couldn't even write a knock-knock joke. They'd be like, bro, I fucking, I don't know. <laughs> right? And it's, I guess it's a weird thing where it's like, it's not really like writing a joke. It's more just like, Oh, if I say this first and I end it with that, I guess that's funny. I don't really think about it like there's this crazy structure to it. So I was like, you know, and you you were quite interested in I was because I think I was like, oh, are you bored of us talking about stand up? No, I find it
1: I find it interesting. Yeah, and you're
0: like, no, nah, I find it really interesting, right? So then I go, Ruben and I go, man, you should try and go away for a few weeks, write a joke or write a bit of stand up comedy or routine or something. Yeah, and um, then just come back to us and see what you come up with. Now it's been three weeks. <laughs> We have I haven't brought it up on the show yet because I wanted to give you a lot of time. Yeah, how's your progress? Good. Um, I reckon I've got something for not next
1: week because we've got the Jared episode. The week you after, are I'll have something.
0: Padding here. No, you need two more weeks. Uh, how? Like, where do you work on it on the train? Like. How, yeah how, how much time have you put into I'll, it I'll, be honest i've put a lot of time it's about into five it. <laughs> minutes so you could have finished this morning No,
1: yesterday when i was walking actually from the tram stop to richmond i had the note my like
0: notes app thing and i was writing down something yeah okay you should have been shredding that, i know um, what's can we get a teaser can we get like a one one sentence to leave people hanging you know so people keep coming back yeah
1: so the main thing of the joke is so there are pros and
0: cons for working for a comedian Oh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I feel like I'm going to be the bunt The brunt the runt, bunt not a, No, not really, no Really? No, not really Okay, it's not, it's, the joke's not at my expense Not really, no You're, you're losing people, right? Really, <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, okay uh, Now I'm very intrigued Cool Yeah Alright And uh, say the bit goes great, you know Yeah I, I'm not going to, I'll be honest I'm not going to shove you up at a Sydney, you know Yeah But Maybe at a Wagga You know <laughs> Maybe at like a, one of the regional shows, oh, fucking 100 people there, you know? Or would that just be a, a, your night If nightmare? I knew
1: it's something that's good, then yeah, I would, maybe.
0: <laughs> you would shit yourself, I reckon. You would get <laughs> Give up Give me there. a couple beers before I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, okay. My uh, high school mate has been uh, coming to my show, Tyler, and uh, yeah. in the nights that, often that's at that you're not there because you do breakfast radio and stuff. Yep. You have a couple of nights off every week. Uh, Tyler's kind of been coming in and filling in and um, he helps sell them, sells the merch sometimes and he announced me on stage the other night and it's like, dude, don't get your high school mate <laughs> to, to come up on the stage and go like, all right, who's – because they don't – they're very like – they're very supportive of, of like me and what I do and stuff, but they're always very confused because yeah. they know me as Luke, their high school friend. They yeah. don't know me as like, oh, my God, like Luke Kidgel whatever. They know me as like the dickhead mate from year nine. Mm. Like, So they're just like often like perplexed at like people <laughs> who show up to my shows and just – want to get a photo and like get a signature which is lovely but they just think it's fucking crazy right yeah, which yeah. is you as you would if you know if, if you were Hugh Jackman's mate you'd be like I can't believe people like fucking Wolverine yeah. like it's just Hugh you know it's like I guess it's like the same thing it's, they have a different perspective so he gets up there and goes All righty, who's excited <laughs> to see Luke Kidgel? and everyone's like yeah and everyone's like who the fuck is this guy who, <laughs> who looks weirdly like Luke but isn't right and then uh and then he just goes, alright instead of getting them to clap and make choice he goes okay Let's start a chant, all right? Everyone say Luke, 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 <laughs> and the whole crowd just like sits there for a minute. He goes, "Come on, Luke, Luke." So the crowd just begrudgingly starts going, uh, "Luke, <laughs> Luke, Luke, Luke," and then he goes, "All right, a bit louder." And I was like, "By the end, everyone's like, Luke, 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 Luke." And then I'm just sitting in the back going, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Because <laughs> Reuben goes, "Hey, man, I-, I can go announce you on if you want," and I was like, nah, no, nah, Tyler wants to do it. It's all good." And then he starts chanting Luke, and I just look at. Ruben, I go, yeah, I should have got you to do it. Uh, (laughs) And then he goes, all right, welcome to the stage. Luke. He didn't say my whole name. And the whole crowd's, half the crowd's chapping, clapping, and half the crowd's still going, Luke, Luke, (laughs) Luke, Luke. Luke." It was the most confusing start to a show of all time. Um, And then, uh, man, he's been offering with the merch sales Every night he's there, we move so much merch because he's like, Round up, guys! Because he thinks it's a good meme. He's like, Get your Luke Kidgel merch. Yeah. He's like, For every merch purchase, it comes with a free childhood Luke Kidgel story. And then it's like, <laughs> All right. And they're like, He'll sell a bit of merch. He's like, Okay, he put deep heat on his asshole in year 10. All right, next. And then it's just like, <laughs> and he's like All right, one time he drank his mate's piss. Next. And then it's just, yeah. I'm standing there at the main and greet going, Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, This wasn't making me $35 per embarrassing story, I'd be fuming. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's been like a real fun three weeks. It's been very social actually because uh, I've been finally out and about, you know, seeing friends again because I'm always so busy and I feel so bad that like they come to my show and that's the when I see them. Mm. But uh, I think I'm going to have a little bit of a look at my schedule and try not to be such a, you know, a bloody workhorse. You know, I'm always such a, calls, Anyway, uh, how long of the podcast do we have left? We have two minutes. Two minutes. Jeez. I really wanted the watermelon sorry, the hippo eating watermelon to jackpot into next week. Yeah. Do you have a personal chicken vendetta? Not mm, off the top of my head, no. Guys, <laughs> enjoy this hippo eating a watermelon. Fuck. <laughs> I really thought we'd get through it. Today. We can. Pardon? We can. I don't know. We got a minute 20 now. Yeah, but we're just going to... What, just a minute 20 of us arguing on whether or not we should or shouldn't play? Okay, let's go. Let's make a pros and cons list. Pros. <laughs> It'd be better than this. <laughs> cons. Maybe not. (laughs) Maybe it'd be good. Maybe people would like the watermelon eating hippo. Uh, A pro again. Oh, no, sorry. A con would be, I think it would be great to have a little bit of suspense. Yeah. You know, like, oh, people, we tease them. We give them a little, they know that there's a watermelon. There's a video out there of, a. I keep saying a watermelon eating hippo. (laughs) It's not that. It's definitely a hippo eating a watermelon. We could give them a little, a little slice, a little taste. Um, okay, well, do we
1: end the, do we end with 20 seconds to go then? Um, we're at 32 seconds now to go. Mm. <laughs> mm.
0: Guys, come see my shows. <laughs> LukeKidgel.com. Uh, I've been loving the tour so far. Thank you all very much for coming out. Uh, we'll go through the dates. We've got Geelong. That's next uh, week. Hopefully, we're releasing a bunch of new seats for that. So stay posted for that. If you missed out from Geelong, I think there's like seven tickets left or something for the second show. And then uh Adelaide, there's like a hundred tickets left to all three of the shows combined. I would love to see you there. That's in two weeks, Adelaide. So get down. And then we have oh my god, is that the end? Oh shit, I can't even finish plugging my shows. God damn it, come see me, com.